0: Behind
1: doors. This is Beer and Bee Movies. I'm Jason.
0: And I'm Michael. And today we are drinking Head in the Clouds Juicy Double IPA from Santa Monica Brew Works in Santa Monica, California. And we're going to be talking about Faster Pussycat, Kill Kill. When year did that come out? 1965. 1965. Right? So... This is a, a special beer Santa Monica keeps at the brewery, or you can get it in crawlers. It is a really wonderfully tropical IPA. I mean, it's it's got all that peach, mango, not your citrus bomb. This thing is it's it's way too drinkable at eight and a half. I think. I mean, this this thing you could get over your skis pretty easily on. It's fruity. It, it tastes like a morning um, breakfast cocktail. <laughs> it is, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's It's just got a beautiful, cloudy, head in the clouds is a great word for it because it is cloudy, orange. I mean, it does have sort of a peach cue to it. And and like I said, I just, I like that. Sometimes the grapefruit, I, I get enough of that. But this thing is just, I like that tropical. Mangoes and peaches just are so nice. And this thing is, it's a nice, sweet beer, to discuss a very nasty little movie. Oh, this this movie. Before we did it, this I had watched it years ago. And I forgot just how unpleasant and kind of unsettling from the get-go. Russ Meyer is the director. What is his claim to fame? Movies with very buxom, big-breasted women. In fact, one of the actresses in this film, Laurie Willi- is Williamson... Laurie Williams. Laurie Williams. Who plays Billy. Who likes to go-go dance, and is yes. good at it. She said she almost didn't get her role. I don't know if you read this. I did not. Because R- Russ Meyer basically said, you aren't ample enough in the bosom area. So I believe she went and found a push-up bra and came back to make her look more buxom And she got the role. And she was great. As Billy, she was. But if you're comparing <laughs> bosoms to Barla, it's kind of unfair. <laughs> Tara
1: Santana, who plays Varla, her plunging neckline for most of the movie—it's—it's it's, its own character. But I don't know how she stayed in that shirt. <laughs> Definitely a mystery. Yeah. So why was this a B movie? The budget was literally forty-five thousand dollars.
0: <laughs> no name actors. You can tell they're kind of shooting wherever they can. No. It's out in the desert. I don't I don't know if they were like going through the legal means of getting permits or whatnot. Probably not. <laughs> I don't know if they were it was that big of a deal back then. It's campy acting, even though it's enjoyable. Varla, Tura, Satana, her acting style is so angry and caustic. Everything Is she just yells her dialogue with an aggressive point. Every time she talks to somebody, she might be saying, you know, let's go grab lunch. And it's this angry point of just, let's go grab lunch. Everything is just barked at people. It's fantastic.
1: I put that same note. I said she had two settings for her dialogue. One is just screaming and yelling at everyone regardless of the content of the conversation, as you're pointing out. And the other was, occasionally, when she's trying to win over Kirk (laughs) or the old man at the very beginning, there's that little sweetness. But very few times in the movie do you actually see her talk that way.
0: In a maniacal laugh at extremely
1: inappropriate times. Yeah, when you see her laugh, it's generally when people are at their lowest point. They're either being hurt or she's making fun of them, like the gasoline (laughs) attendant. So... (laughs) In film school, anything in particular they talked about Russ Meyers?
0: You you touched on Russ Meyer, but it was more independent filmmaking. Okay. I mean, of course, anytime you talk about Russ Meyer and you're around people who are familiar, first thing they do is say, well, big breasts. Yes. Okay. And sort of groundbreaking in certain ways that... I don't know if Russ Meyer has ever tried to take credit, but this movie gets a lot of credit for... They say it's a very feminist film. I don't know if that was Russ Meyers' goal when he set out. I feel... More often than not, his goal was he likes seeing women with big breasts.
1: I think you could read into movies later on and think he had made a movie right before this that dealt with motorcycles that did fairly decent in the box office, kind of male dominated. He thought, I'll do one where it's the female leads taking on those male roles and they'll have large breasts. Not a big cast. Nine characters, including the voiceover person at the beginning. That guy was such a square. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because there's Tura Santana plays Varla, the lead of this gang. There's also Haji. She plays Rosie. There is Lori Williams who plays Billy. Susan Bernard plays Linda. Not a big cast. I realize Lori Williams, Dennis Boosh. He played The Vegetable. I think they're the only living cast members left
0: from this this film. Because he looks familiar. He is a big weightlifting dude. He's built very well, handsome face, and he just every time I, I see him, I go, I know I've seen him in other things. For you know the role he's playing, which is a very simple. He doesn't do a bad job. It's no. not bad. I mean, really, he just has to stand there and look good. But he's he's a, he's a simple-minded guy. He's the you know the vegetable.
1: A horrible name. A parent should call their son, but the oh. old man calls his son the vegetable.
0: Right from the beginning of this film, there's sort of this unsettling vibe that you get. It starts with the with a dark screen, with the lines that move with a voice, and
1: and the voiceover is talking about this new type of violence that society is facing. And what you understand is he's talking about female sexuality. And you're watching men watch these three go-go dancers, the main characters, dance, and they don't seem to be enjoying it. They're getting more and more aggressive and they're yelling, faster, faster, faster. It's
0: an odd start and Uh, it just keeps jumping it's this montage cutting from you know the the women at odd angles like they're go-go dancing and then they just cut to a man's face and he doesn't look like he's enjoying himself. no none of them look like you know i mean if if i'm watching attractive women dance i wouldn't look this angry and they're aggressively just going faster baby go go like like really angrily going at them i don't know why that is the case i we're not sure if it's bad acting or if there's something that we're trying to project this anger at these women for for being, you know, independent and going, I, I can do this. This is my body. If I want to go out and earn money this way, I can. It's sort of just right out of the gate, you feel disoriented. And it throws you into this state of what am I in? What am I in for? And what you're in for is tourist Satana angrily, <laughs> you know, trying to kill and rob her way. And bullying people
1: <laughs> Part of me is saying, yeah, you could look at that context That dialogue And you could say, these are men who are Angry and upset At these women becoming independent And this is why I think there is this Online, you could read articles About this being a, a feminist movement Or And we're not going to get into that I, I, It's not my background Yeah, We're staying away from that oh, Or it could be just He needed to f- pad this movie you could cut that entire scene out, and it really has no impact on the rest of the film. They're
0: racing in cars across the California desert. Well, and, and one of the things I love is it is such a Southern California thing that they're not carpooling. <laughs> the three women are all driving their own car. It was almost like pre-Swingers. That scene in Swingers where the men, the guys, walk out of the club and they all get in their own car and like back out yes. together and all drive to the next club together. <laughs> like these three women can't be bothered to ride together. They're just out there and they start. They start driving. They go out to a sort of a, a places Dr- where you can dry go... lake beds. El-,
1: El Mirage dry lake beds. One that's big up here. I'm not sure where this one's at. They definitely shot at a small little ghost town called Randsburg that's up next to Trona and Ridgecrest.
0: They lay some, some tires out to sort of make the track, and they measure out whatever. And they just, you go out and you race race in the desert. It escapes me. I'm just a Midwestern guy. <laughs> Going out to the desert just doesn't seem like the thing you're supposed to do. But they do it. Yeah, they're they're out there. They're driving like I had to look this car
1: because I'm like these are nice little cars. It's a Porsche 356 that Barla's driving, and then there's a Triumph TR3 and MGA, and those are like nice little sports cars. cars. Oh,
0: those are cool cars.
1: Clearly, they're making some money in their go-go dancing career, or in their side career, possibly of being a a gang a gang that's involved robbing, robbing, and
0: and doing whatever they want. Dubious other (laughs) items because I believe they call them Nerdu yes yeah, well. exactly
1: <laughs> decide to go out racing their cars in the desert they're acting like traditional what you would think is traditional male roles racing cars wrestling
0: there's an early scene where there two women are wrestling in the first five ten minutes of the movie it's, it's worth saying I'm gonna jump in because it's it's not just wrestling. They stop and Billy gets out, jumps into water. Yeah. So she's swimming around, and Varla tells Rosie, "You got to go get her." So it's wet, scantily clad, buxom women rolling around. We're getting into that male fantasy, yeah. You know, of, of attractive women being wet and fighting. Um, I
1: do have to point out that very soon after the next scene, Billy's clothes are all like Rosie has a new outfit. Billy's outfit completely dried. So just continuity is there, but oh, you know. the,
0: the, the the I don't even there was no continuity thought about because I noticed Billy's belt changed constantly. It was black, she had on these nice white hot pants, black belt went to a white belt. I think at one point I noticed there was no belt. There yeah. again, the budget wasn't there. I don't know how long it took. This wasn't a three month shoot. You know. <laughs> so yeah, the, she's totally dry. So, I know this is arid, things dry yeah. quick in the desert. I know that. Two characters, Linda and Tommy. Yes. Your quintessential,
1: clean-cut American kids show up at that same dry lake bed racetrack. Things go awry. Varla kills Tommy. Who's
0: a nice guy, But, but he's a square. He is such a square. I mean, it's basically American Graffiti you know, drove into Wild Angels. They're such a sweet couple. He's got plaid shorts. All he wants to do is he wants to run time trials. His girlfriend is in a bikini and she's going to time him. That's all. And then Varla, they make fun of him because he's not racing a person. You have to beat someone. In their world, in Varla's world, there always has to be a loser. And you can never be the loser. So Tommy just driving his car is a big loser because what's he doing? Well, Squaresville Tommy... Is like, well, that's that's what you do. You beat the time. I just want a cool car that drives fast. So Varla bullies him into racing. And he's not ready for her kind of racing. No,
1: no. (laughs) When you said American Graffiti, I made a note that Tommy and Linda reminded me of the Gidget movies that had come out right before this. And they were this all-American archetype, just the nicest couple. In fact, Linda says, do you guys want a soft drink? And I wrote down Rosie's quote, Are you putting me on? We don't like anything soft. Everything we touch is hard. I mean, I just want to say a double entendre in everything that a lot of these women says is a double entendre, which is a very male thing to do um, to talk about
0: constant sexuality. It was basically like, that's what she said before. That's Exactly. Your Gidget comparison is much better than my American Graffiti because my American Graffiti is like 10 years later, the Gidget was at that time. Yeah, the movies had just come out. And it almost I don't I don't know if this has ever been addressed or if Russ Meyer if, if he was saying, I was trying to crush that reality. I was trying to destroy that that idea of the Gidget. Like that's not reality. The real world isn't that. The real world is people like Varla coming into the Gidget world and kicking sand in your face and going, I do what I want. The old Goodfellas thing, you know, if anybody complains, I'm going to hit you so hard, you're never going to think of complaining again.
1: The contrast between these two groups of characters is vastly different.
0: They should almost be animated. They are so, like, cheesy, white, smiley, nice. The kind of people you want driving by if your car's broke down. Absolutely. So nice. But it, you just, you go, you, you're you not even real. This no. isn't real. You know, these buxom women wrestling are actually seem more real than you. so.
1: <laughs> and I have to point out right then, Billy's actually handing out PBR. I think they're PBRs. Which also I think is a very male thing to do. And yet Linda's like, do you guys want to drink soft drinks? You have some soft drinks you would like to drink? No,
0: it's very true. I mean, especially, especially in that time, beer is always viewed, that's a guy thing. Yes. Better, for better or worse, I'm not saying, I'm just saying that is how it's looked at. You know, even beer, like now you, you go to this brewery, Santa Monica Brewer's, you see plenty of women. And yeah. the, women are drinking beer, but especially back then, beer was what your dad drank on the weekends when he wasn't drinking. So, yeah, these, these gals, like, leaning up against yeah. their car, tossing beers to each other. It's a very masculine, different switch of roles. Varla kills Tommy with a barrage of the most wonderful hard like right handed karate chops. After they race she runs him off the course. He crashes. he almost crashes and, and then he sits there and mortal just like oh he's just so freaked out. But then he gets out, they start messing with Linda and then Tommy comes Gets in a fight with Varla. She's hitting him. Finally, he starts hitting her. And that is one thing about this movie. I mean, when the men start fighting Varla, they throw down. No, they do. (laughs) He is punching her in the face. and going. But she beats him up and then kills him. And then they kidnap Linda. So she's kind of an integral part of it. Which I never understand why.
1: I want to stop right there. Because you said something. These women leaning up against these cars. The cinematography for this movie. Number one, they chose to shoot in black and white. And I think even Tura Santana in a later interview, and we could link out to it in our show notes, talks about that by shooting that black and white, it made it, this movie even more stark. And I think it adds an element to th- this film. There is a lot of what I would consider pinup shots, where the women are standing very seductively on cars or on fence posts. Or the way he frames the shot sometimes, where he would do things in threes where you would see A person walk up, like literally you'd see Billy's pelvis walk right up to the the camera. Oh, absolutely. But he'd frame it with two people on opposite sides on a regular basis.
0: Yeah. Almost there was a a Western quality. Yes. It it reminded you of a a Western with some of those shots. Predates Sergio Leone, but I mean those wide kind of John Ford where somebody's walking towards him. But this time it's, you know, Billy, which, you know, I'm I'm just going to say it. I was okay with that. So was I. That was a great shot. <laughs> Billy was a nice dancer. No. <laughs> she, watching her walk towards the screen, I was like, I kind of wish it was in 3D. But... <laughs> <laughs> and you have the bad person, Varla. She wears black. Oh, you're, you know what? You're right. And you have the brunettes, Rosie and Varla are sort of the the more bad ones. <laughs> Billy is bad part of their crew. But right from the get-go, you see in her acting, you see in her character... That she's she's not with them on this kill spree. She likes the kicks, and she likes to dance, and she likes to have a good time. But she's not really in for all this violence and robbery and Varla's just nihilistic rampage on the Southwest.
1: No, you 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 are right. I did not pick up that it is really interesting insight. Like he is the, pointing out. Although we're gonna see some badder people, this is the one of the bad guys.
0: Just even down to the harsh bangs, it just frames her and she's just angry. Her gloves are black. Everything she has on is black.
1: Eventually, this gang, Barlow, Rosie, and Billy, end up in a small desert town to get gas.
0: We get to the plot and there's a person who tells us how the rest of the movie is going to go. And you're going to tell <laughs> us about that person. This gasoline attendant describes the rest of the plot of the movie. They
1: see a white pickup, a man who is in a wheelchair, and his attendant, it's it's eventually, you realize it's his son that he refers to as a vegetable, lift him in his car. I'm assuming they're in town for supply run. And the ghastly intent says, he got injured in a train accident. He doesn't like women because of the train accident. Apparently a woman causes, and he'll go into his story of why the train accident happened and he was oh, he injured. Does. No one likes him in town. He has a lot of money from the settlement, from this train accident, hidden somewhere on his property. He basically has no phone line. And no one will miss him if he disappears. I mean, the gasoline tent, like, goes bullet point by bullet point. Like, basically, if you're a gang
0: and you should rob someone, this is the person you should go after. He he basically does what John Gotti did. But he benefits nothing. He just, he explains everything. So Varla immediately gets the idea. They should go after the Long Green. And we're going to follow these guys. But we're going to be sneaky about it. Good luck because you're in the middle of nowhere. You're in the desert. There's no sneaky way of following any. You can see for five miles. Exactly. But they find some sort of back road onto their property. I don't know how they like to talk about how desolate and disorienting and bad the desert is and you get lost. But people keep finding their way everywhere they need to be. And also at one point, Varla is standing in the background. You see a car drive by on a highway just over there. So there's kind of a busy highway not that far away. So they come in the back 40 <laughs> onto this guy's <laughs> land. And their plan is they're going to get in there, get the loot or the long green, as they like <laughs> to say. And, and this is where I found, why do they still have Linda? They have Linda. She's out. Billy's concerned. Varla says I gave her a pill. They concoct this idea. They're going to they're going to use Linda and say, which which I love this. Her boyfriend died. She went crazy. She left. Her parents are in politics and they sent these three ladies with their three different cars to go get the girl and bring her home because they're in politics. They got to keep it on the down low. I just kept thinking, I'm not for this, but why don't you just kill Linda? And then just go in and use your go-go dancing to talk to the guys. I made
1: notes where they made this more complicated than they need to be. At that point, until you reach the gasoline attendant, you're not sure what the plot of this movie is. All of a sudden, the gasoline attendant reveals the plot. Hey, this old man, he has two sons out there. There's a lot of money. You can go and steal front. But they have Linda in tow. They mentioned Tommy's in the trunk of one of these cars sadly i mean this is movie it's fictional
0: but wow. knock off linda and make it easier they had to good caught we're not condoning that yeah no no not absolutely not but, but at that point you've already committed a murder yeah and and, and it's the old thing about lying if you're going to lie keep it simple exactly the more complicated the lie the more chance you're going to get caught so this convoluted scheme you know she's already knocked out with the pill you you've already crossed that line where, where you're going to murder Yes. So it's like, why? what's the point of... She is just trouble. She is. All she can do, you take her into this situation, all you can do is create trouble for yourself. The only thing I can think of is you gotta have good. We're gonna find out real soon that this creepy old man in a wheelchair is not good. I I would honestly take my chances with Varla and her karate chops than this old man... And his simple-minded son, if I was a young woman. The old man, can we get into that? Again, I hadn't watched it in over 15 years. Kind of forgot. There's just some very unsettling things. And it's, it's that old, you don't have to be vulgar to be disturbing.
1: My note said all of a sudden this movie went from a heist movie to a heist movie meets Texas Chainsaw Massacre this family out in the desert is led by an old man who is injured in a railroad accident his one son who he refers to lovingly as the vegetable there's clearly some intellectual issues with this young man and then there's this other son Kirk who seems like he walked in from another movie completely clueless But yes, it takes another trajectory because these women, like, they're there to steal this money and they run into an old man. Um, The old man is played by Stuart Lancaster. Probably the best actor out of every... I mean, like, when I watch him, even though you're right, it is unsettling if you listen to his dialogue. He is the best actor out of anyone and I like listening to this dialogue, but
0: he is creepy, disturbing, all words that keep running through my notes. He's he's talking to the he's talking to the vegetable, and it, it makes it pretty clear that women die out at his place. Yes. And it's not a big deal. And I wrote, the dad is so creepy. At one point, he goes on about this about ribbons. They they have these women and they're like tied up with ribbons. And he tells the vegetable all we have to do is unwrap the ribbons, and we get to the Package and then we hide him in the desert. Exactly.
1: Like, what has gone on
0: on this property? (laughs) He's been paralyzed from the waist down by this accident. I get the image, I get the impression they've been getting women and he must have the vegetable rape them because he's incapable and then kill them and then hide them in the desert. I don't know how much Kirk knows about all this, the quote-unquote normal son, because he is really normal, but but I go, there's got to be some toys in your attic. If you grew (laughs) up in here... And you're willing to stay on that property. At one point near the end, Varla mentions something about his dad being an old lech. And very casually, Kirk goes, oh, you know about that. Yes. This movie starts as like, you're going, what is going on? These these criminals are just doing criminal things. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh boy, they might've bit off more than they can chew because this old man is really messed up in the head. He attacks the young woman and then tries to blame her and Varla and even Billy see right through him because they know they kidnapped Gidget, who is just not capable. And this old man, they know right off the bat, this old man's creepy. Oh, there there was something, one of the first things, and, and this, this, This movie does date itself in a couple of ways. He says they let them vote, smoke, drive, and wear pants. And then to continue that, so what do you get? A Democrat for president? A lot of smoke up your chimney? Russian roulette on the highway? Can't even tell, brother. From sister. He worked for the railroad. We find out he was trying to save a young woman and he ended up getting crippled and she got on the next train and the young woman, Linda, reminds him of her. And he's got a serious Jones for Linda and it's so unpleasant and unsettling. She escapes. Runs off into the desert. She flags down a truck and there's Kirk. He's on a supply run. (laughs) Yeah. So we're not really sure why Why the vegetable and the dad were in town earlier. Couldn't they have done that or if,
1: and that scene was a quintessential horror movie scene. She gets in the car with Kurt, who seems like he is a good guy. Okay, and they're driving back. And all of a sudden, she realizes, like, okay. holy mother, I'm driving back to that same property. And he's like, this is my family. Yes. And Linda, she's comes unglued. He's like, well, I'll protect you. A horrific moment in a very much a
0: horror it, story it, it, now. It, it's a, yes, it, that thing has been beat to death by yes. horror movies. But yeah, the idea of I've liberated myself, I've saved myself hey, this person will help me, and they take you right back. And Kirk, by all counts, is a normal guy, even though he seems to know his dad is a sicko. His brother's simple and does I mean, the dad says such terrible things at one point. He just goes on about how the vegetable isn't any real blood of his. He's not my kin. He's like, use him because he's a tool. Yes. And that's, that's all he's worth. <laughs> when Kirk it's back with Linda and she's freaking out there's this great little moment to me it's telling I have no idea if this was talked about thought about it's just a great moment when Kirk is walking in with supplies the dad reaches out stops him reaches into the box pulls out a bottle of whiskey the whole time he's looking at Kirk he opens the whiskey he takes the cap (laughs) throws it which is just this telling thing I don't need a cap this whiskey's open this whiskey is going to be drank the entire bottle is going to be consumed it's a telling moment (laughs) and 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 kirk just goes a little early in the day for that isn't it (laughs) The dad doesn't care and that's when the big lunch yes he tells
1: him to fry up some chicken that lunch scene i thoroughly enjoyed i watched that scene over and over again you have at one end of the table billy and the
0: old man getting drunk on i think it was Cuddy sark yeah yeah I think it changed from a clear bottle yeah. out on the deck, became Cuddy Sark inside, and the old man is loaded. Billy gets... She's the lightweight of all lightweights, oh, because yes. she gets drunk immediately. A couple sips, and it's, she's gone. I was trying to watch what was on the table. There's a
1: plate of just celery. It's an interesting meal. I mean, Kirk kicked up some fried chicken. There's a plate of celery. There's some mashed potatoes. There's some corn. There's some plate of grapes. And... You don't see this a lot in the movie where the actors are actually chewing their food and eating it. The scene, they're
0: really eating their food. Oh, the vegetable has something on his lip, which is a great little bit of realism that I'm sure wasn't planned. It was just... We can't, we don't do reshoots in this movie. No, no. no. But there's, he's just looking dumbly at the dad and there's just food on his lip. And there are movies that make you want to eat. You just watch this and you go, wow, this is just an, eating just sounds terrible. Yes. You've got Varla on one end and she's totally putting the moves on Kirk going for it. And then Billy's getting drunk. The old man's drunk and he goes on about how the vegetable killed his mother when he was born. Because he was so big, yes. And then he's just like and now, all of a sudden he sort of feels like he's my blood. And he's it. and he's like he's just he doesn't even know what he did. He's like this house knows about death, and he goes on about that. And you're thinking the whole time it knows about death in another way. You old creep, yes. You know you seem to have a lot of bodies planted out in the desert. Varla and Kirk go out and suddenly they are got the hots for each other. He has a line where he goes, you're a beautiful animal and I'm weak and I want you. And meanwhile, Billy is heckling Rosie, because this is another part yeah. of the movie that's very interesting. There's very much an attraction between Rosie and Barla. Yes, there's that's a, there's, how she controls it, her. We never know if there's a relationship, but it's pretty clear. And Billy razzes Rosie about it when Kirk and Varla leave about, I'm me, I've got my own thing, your thing just left. left. So it's, it's very open, which, again, it's sort of ahead of its time. Absolutely. Because it wasn't that veil, like, very much under. It was, like, no. very open. There's a lesbian attraction going on here. And that in itself, groundbreaking. Because I can't think of movies in that era where it's that open. It's always so coded and buried. <laughs> and meanwhile, Billy goes on <laughs> about how she likes to drink and she likes to drink till she passes out and it's about time to pass out. yes exactly
1: <laughs> i listed all the characters in general it sounds like each of these characters are from a very different movie farla yelling dominatrix rosie every cartoon i grew up on like how an italian american speaks the stereotype and it's horrible it's like hey you know what's oh, going on oh, yeah we... the hand movements Billy is speaking from a 1960s hippie. I don't understand. Half the dialogue or the phrases Billy says
0: make no sense to me whatsoever. The one thing she says that I did get is at one point, Varla is going on about, I think she was going to, she really wants this money and she's going to do whatever it takes. And Billy goes, man, you really do have the hots for the long green. <laughs> and I know that means you really want the money, don't yes. you? <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, Billy's lingo is... So
0: so Southern California. Exactly. So California. Well, just 1965. Probably yes. New York, California. The hippie, wherever the, the hippies are, she just speaks in that daddy-o beatnik... Slash hippie language. Her entire dialogue was written by some daddy-o.
1: And to quote a line, Billy says, and this is to Varla, You're cute, like a velvet glove cast in iron. And like a gas chamber, Varla, a real fun gal. And (laughs) it's comments like that, and I'm like, Well, a velvet glove cast in iron. Like, I've heard that before. And I did some research, and everything points back to this film. I I can't find a reference Outside of this film, it seems like a classic line. It's a great line. Yes. Did Russ Myers really come up with that line, or is there something that I'm missing? If anybody has any information, please email us. I'd love to know. We're after lunch. And this is where we we're moving up to the climax.
0: Where we're we're getting it. Kirk and Varla making out in the hay. Rosie's watching, jealous. All of a sudden, a car leaves. Varla says, "You know, hey, there's a lot of action going on out there." Basically, Linda has escaped again. She got out because Billy did go through with her promise. She got drunk enough to pass out. She's
1: drunk. Rosie is watching Varla make out with Kirk. With Linda, they've overcomplicated their high story. No one's watching Linda. She's out there in the desert running for a life
0: varla gets up goes out to see what's going yeah. on the vegetables carrying the old man who's suddenly sobered up after downing pretty much a bottle of whiskey he seems quite alert and he tells them linda is your friend escaped yeah. again because your other friend passed out and varla barks
1: passed out
0: yeah. <laughs> angry and they said we got to go get her they're out everybody's chasing linda now The focus.
1: On the money has slightly shifted at this point. They finally tracked down Linda. And there's this strange showdown between the vegetable, the old man, Linda. He
0: says, go get her. Go get her, boy. Go get her. And he goes. And it's it's terrifying. There's Linda still in her bikini. This hulking, you know, built Frankenstein's monster is coming after her. And she's terrified. And the the vegetable just breaks down. He says, I can't do it. I can't. And he
1: wasn't hired for his acting ability. No, no, he's
0: a good looking dude and he's built. He's got the prerequisites yeah. for the role. So, Varla and Kirk come, and Varla, of course, makes fun of everybody for caring about things. You can't care about things in yeah. Varla's world, it's all about the long green. <laughs> so, And for some reason, they parked. They stopped their car. Varlet was chasing the old man in his truck. and, and Porsche. In they, they, yeah. the Porsche. And they, they parked, like, for some reason, like a mile away. They stopped the car. I don't know why. And the
1: old man, at some point, pulls himself out of the cab of the truck, dragging himself across the desert to watch.
0: Yes. Hopefully just, the
1: vegetable is going to kill Linda. He wants to watch rape this.
0: and kill this yeah. young woman. So it's so messed up. It's, it's just ugly people doing ugly things. Kirk shows up, tells his brother don't do this. He's like, I've got to do what I got to do. I'm gonna take Linda back home. My brother needs to be institutionalized. Meanwhile, the old man has drugged himself back and got the keys for the truck. He says, Kirk, you know, you're you're gonna have trouble driving without keys. So Kirk comes back, says, where are the keys? He's like, I threw them away. And so he starts smacking his dad around.
1: I'm point. not you I'm yeah. not in favor of that sort of yeah. behavior. Elder
0: abuse, not a big fan of. No, but this guy I a couple smacks in the desert He deserves he it. He earned that one. Yeah. And then he says, we're going to walk back. Well, Varla continues just berating and mocking everybody. And she tells the old man and The Vegetable, you know, you guys can come with me. I'll give you a ride. We don't all have to be, you know, noble. And walk across and, the well, desert and, back to the and ranch. There's one little moment where the where the old man, he's looking inside. Because she's making fun of Kirk. Like, what's he doing? And he said, he goes, you and I, we're going to end up in hell. He's like, he doesn't want to be around us because we're rotten. Yes. We're bad people. It doesn't make you sympathize with the character. At, at least, least he's
1: self-aware enough that he knows his place. You
0: Before you die, you at least looked in the mirror and said, I am a nasty, low-down person. And Varla's response is just basically to laugh. Yeah. She's like, we'll see you in hell. And yeah. he's like, and both of us will have earned it. And that's where all hell breaks loose because Billy's there and she says, I'm out. And Varla says, get in your car and go. And when she leaves, she tells Rosie, give it to me. And it's a switchblade. And she makes the knife throw of all knife throws because she throws that thing a long way (laughs) into Billy's back. She basically says, we're going to kill everybody. Everyone dies. four, Four people are dying.
1: Which you think about it, if she was this hardened criminal, maybe that should have been her plan at the very beginning. All these complex things about Linda and trying to seduce Kirk and have lunch with this family. She knew right off that this old man is as bad as I am. He's a lech. He's going to believe
0: anything I tell him because he has his own story. But also, if she's such a hardened criminal, she doesn't have a gun... She doesn't even have her own knife. No. So she kills Billy. The old man comes back. And, yes. and he's saying, at this point, he goes, I want these gals off my property. Exactly. He's, but, <laughs> he's had like, enough fun with them. Yeah. There's time for them. to so Bob moves. I'm, the old man facing off with in him. In his miserable. wheelchair. <laughs> she, she goes, you know, yeah, we know we're not wanted. Get in the car. Oh, don't miss. So they get in the car. We're going to run over the old man. They drive really slowly, <laughs> like five miles per hour, and they go after the old man who goes, oh, and he starts wheeling himself quickly away, yeah. and then he's going to go get his shotgun, but there's a lip, and he can't get himself over it. And then what does he do? He realizes he's not going to be able to do this, so he decides
1: he is going to face off against this car. Varland, and the old man are the two bad people in this story and there was a chicken fight very early on in the movie they're at the dry lake bed where both Rosie and Billy Varla drives right at them and they chicken out they face off and he rolls right towards the car and the car just it creams him and they realize the money has been hidden the entire time underneath his wheelchair and these dollars flew out they don't look like real dollars but oh, they're you know. terrible yeah, yeah exactly they're the worst dollars ever exactly
0: but there's a I do have to just jump in real quick after they hit him, they run over an yeah. old man in a wheelchair, as horrible as he is, and they're driving. They're kind of doing yeah. a big U-turn. The whole time you hear Varla's Barla. laughing, this just cackle, this over the top laugh, just laughing. We just ran over a man in a wheelchair. That is just such a source of amusement for her that she can't stop laughing. Absolutely brilliant. Pure joy in her heart. You go get the knife and I'll get the scratch. And so Rosie goes to get the knife and the vegetables, you want the knife? And she says, yeah, we got, we should take it out. It's just, it's just unseemly the way she's laying there with the knife in her back. And he says, you want the knife? And she says, yes, I want the knife. And he gets up, pulls the knife out and stabs stabs Rosie. The vegetable falls back on the old tropes, no doubt that his father had taught
1: him and dealing with these ribbons, these young women that show up. And so Billy's gone,
0: Rosie's gone, it just leaves Varla. Varla is slowly going to drive up to the vegetable. Yeah. (laughs) Against the wall. I mean, again, it's like, not just plow. No. It's slowly, and he's so strong, he just keeps her car off him until she sort of just digs into the desert ground, and then she's stuck, sort of like snow, but it's here in sand. But I think she ends up slowly crushing
1: his internal organs. We're back at the desert. Kirk and Linda chose to walk off. After Billy's dead, the old man's dead, the vegetable's clearly injured, he's dying. Varla clearly decides there can't be any eyewitnesses. And so she gets into back into the white pickup and drives out into the desert.
0: I've gotta go out and, and take out these and two kill people. These people. They see the and, white pickup. And of pickup. course, again, I love, they talk about how you can get lost. The whole movie, they're telling us how you don't walk out in the desert. You walk 10 exactly. feet that way. You don't know where you're going to be, but you keep finding people. Oh, I love this. Kirk, they see the truck coming. Oh, that must be my brother. Exactly. He's coming, but then suddenly. He's he, like, my he, brother doesn't drive that way. I, I love that. <laughs> I just love that he goes, my brother can't drive like that. Yeah. And then they realize, oh no, it's her. It's her this comes to the final battle between Kirk and Varla. A lot more karate chops are oh, taking place. Just, and she karate chops him in the middle of the back for yes. some reason. There's karate chops to the thigh. The neck. you The know, neck is a good spot. Yeah. I would think karate chops there. But she does have a, a propensity to like karate chop people in odd places. I don't know why they're fighting Roland. Linda ends up getting in the truck and hitting Varla.
1: She takes Varla out. Linda is the hero of the movie because she saves
0: Kirk. Kirk would have probably died. Yes. One-on-one, Varla's got Jim. She took out
1: Tommy. She's going to take out Kirk. Varla's last move was to try to do one last karate chop.
0: She's (laughs) laying there. There's blood coming out of her mouth. She raises her arm to just karate chop Kirk. And, oh, she can't do it. Then they get really dark about... (laughs) We're going to just leave the body. Yeah. Linda breaks down. She yeah. goes, I killed her. Yeah. I killed her like an animal. And then, should we just leave her like this? And he's like, She ain't going nowhere. nowhere. You almost get the feeling like Kirk and Linda might go off and they might be, a, be yes. an item. There was a sequel here where you find out Kirk isn't that normal. <laughs> because, I mean, really, some of that, like at the end, terrible person. Varla is yeah. not nice She's not good people, as I nope. would say. But. He was just so kind of callous about, you know, Linda's concerns. You know, she's upset and he's not helping her get un-upset. He, he's gone, meh. You know, it's almost like Josie Wales, you know. Worms gotta eat too. Yeah. You know, it's just really a, a distaste for human life that that the, the old family of Kirk and the old man and the vegetable have. The movie ends
1: and you're right. It seems like they're going off into that classic, The Sunset. All the bad people have been washed away, and it's just the two of them. Like most movies, the day after, you never see that. the face of the fact that, one, Linda's boyfriend was killed, and he's still stuck in a trunk somewhere <laughs> out there in a car. <laughs> two, there's a whole family and a gang of women who are all dead out there in the desert. Who knows how many bodies? Where'd Varla put that money? Is that in the white pickup? Or is it back in her Porsche? So there's money floating around. Who
0: knows how many bodies are out there from exactly. the old man and the vegetable? Plus... Kirk's got some questions to answer. He said, "Oh, you know about that too." When somebody mentioned your dad is a serious creep, and he goes, ha, you know about but,
1: that." And it's funny because Varla had pointed out after she had killed Tommy, um, when they're in Randsburg getting gas, she's like, "Well, some people would consider you and talking to basically Billy and Rosie your accessories." Kirk is an accessory. He realizes his dad and the vegetable took part in these things. And he didn't do anything, he's just going around being
0: fifty dollar books. We're we're putting way more thought <laughs> exactly than yeah. Russ Exactly. No, is. no, I'm sure he's like, Hey, oh. I'm gonna happy ending, the good people survive. There's no winners in this movie except Russ Meyer because he made he made a, a movie that almost 55 years after it came out people still talk about this yes. movie. There's a lot to recommend this movie. It's interesting, like we like we had mentioned, we didn't get into it, but the the feminist critique of this movie yes. there's there's a lot you can unpack Absolutely. when you get into Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. I personally think he just intended to have let's have a fun violent movie with attractive women amply bosomed. All the women, including
1: the young Gidget Linda, they're all very attractive.
0: It's nice to watch them walk di- around. And it's nice know. different types. Exactly. That's the thing. Hey, there's something for everyone. If you're into brunettes, <laughs> then we got that. If you're into blondes, yeah. if you like someone with an accent, we have that. If you like that perky All-American, yeah. we have that. We have all of those. It's a smorgasbord of cheesecake Absolutely. for the men in the world. And the women, clearly they were aware that you know lesbians were or exist. Exactly. And we're going to cater to those, too. It's a Russ Meyer world, and we're all welcome to... To it <laughs> and that
1: is a great way to end this podcast it's a russ meyer world i finished
0: my santa monica the head in the clouds oh it was delicious can't recommend this enough get yeah. to the brewery and get to your local brewery absolutely if you have a brewery near you go there support it buy their stuff Frequent the places. They're wonderful. And if you don't go, they may be gone.
1: And then, perfect, if you're going to watch B-movies like we do, it doesn't hurt to have a (laughs) couple beers down in you while you're watching them.
0: Absolutely.
1: Anyways, I'm Jason. And I'm Michael. And this is Beer and B-movies. Thank you.